I'm Tyler. I'm Shorty. I'm Miles. I'm Kara. And we are the Inner Idiots. language, violence, and other things you probably shouldn't let your children listen to. Please enjoy. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Drop what you're doing, swallow what you're chewing, because it ain't wet from sweat and we ain't done yet. Welcome to Inner Idiot Podcast. I am your host, the big, the bald, the beautiful, the brash, the bumbling, and the oftentimes bastardly MC Tyler Havlin. I talk slow, and I walk slower because that's just how I roll. Um, we're on live two days in a row here, people, so uh, bear with us, all right? Next up, he is the Lord that's never bored, the commander of the comic books. He ain't got a shirt on, and that's just for you ladies. He's been petting Kitty and grabbing Titty since I don't know when. Two claps and a Ric Flair for Lord Shorty Fresh in the flesh. <laughs> Woo! That was the best one I've been. I think it's the fourth time I've been on, and that one was nice. That one was good. <laughs> Dude, the headphones kind of throw off the claps and the woos, but that one was like a yeah. really good one with headphones. We're getting in sync. We're getting our reps in. Yeah. Right? Well, I, again, like, there's so little delay between the headphones and the mic and our voices. So, like, I don't notice it. Right. Now, maybe it's just because. I think I'm, we were even in key. Like, I think it helped because, like, I could hear you guys well. So I could we need to get voice. one of those, like, uh, we need to get one of those tone whistles. Yeah, we <laughs> Charlie Pooh, that motherfucker. It's straight up who? Charlie Pooh. He's got Charlie Pooh. You don't, man. Charlie Poof is like, he's like the third or fourth coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus, my bad. <laughs> Senor. Senor. <laughs> little throwback. Uh, next up, he's been punching faces and uh, running races lately. Uh, and when I say running races, I mean with geese in the park. Dude, yes. Oh, he, man. The Slayer of Pride is the watcher of anime. The uh, Dude, yeah. I'm the RuneScape Lord of all, the Lord of Chaos. The Keeper of Rooms, Roomscape. Two claps and Ric Flair for Jesse Romans. Woo! Hell yeah, that one might have even been better. One of my claps was as cute. Sorry, right. yeah, great to be back, guys. I'm really happy to be here. I thought I heard a third clap in there somewhere. No, that I think was it's my ball slapping my leg. Oh, that yeah, could be sorry. it. Maybe I didn't tell those kids to shut the hell up. I can't hear them kids. Fuck them kids. All right, fair enough. FTK, man. FTK. Fair enough. That's my parenting philosophy. FTK. Fuck them kids. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you gotta use duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Works well. Double, I yeah. have like the uh the uh no listening sock. Mm-hmm. And it's every time what they do you, don't what do you do with it? Every time every time they don't listen to you, you drop a quarter in it and eventually you can hit them with it. I already like as soon as you said <laughs> drop a quarter in it, I was like, yeah. <laughs> How many quarters? The, the Jack Nicholson from uh what's that movie? Not Mr. Deeds. Uh, 
anger management. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That movie was so underrated. I just quoted that this morning. I said over easy. Yeah, dude, yes. Like that, Fifty First Dates and Mr. Deeds, uh, Big Daddy, those movies. Dude, Adam Sandler's fucking hilarious. I love Adam Sandler movies. Man, Fifty First Dates, there was a point in my life where my little sister would watch that every day. So I cannot watch it without me wanting to fucking sit on a metal rung. Yeah, I I watched it quite a few times. Well, rented it from Blockbuster. And I don't. Not Blockbuster. Movie Gallery, Family Video. And, and I can't fucking stand Drew Barrymore. Really? Something about her jawline just throws <laughs> me the fuck off. Just so punchable. Yeah, right. It's like, my hand would fit perfectly there. No. She got a big chin. No, she's going to watch this. Come on, we can't. Dude, we, we can't be roasting her. She's one of our biggest fans. Yeah, yeah we'll she's, see. She loves watching this, too. She's a handsome woman. <laughs> she's handsome for sure. She's something. She was I think she's pretty. I genuinely do. Like, I think, yeah. she's, I think she's an attractive lady. I think, I, like, her smile and demeanor seems to make her pretty, but she's probably not so friendly in person. I don't, That's I, how I feel about Angelina Jolie. I feel like, like I feel cool. like just because you adopt all these weird kids doesn't make you make a good person. Nice. Yeah. I bet you're a piece of shit. Yeah, she probably and I hate doing that because she's so gorgeous. Yeah, she hires just nannies to take care of them and doesn't even have any right, right, right. She flaunts them on the red carpet and I, shit. I feel like Drew Barrymore is probably nice in person. Her personality yeah. is probably a 10, but her looks is a solid 2.3 yeah. for me. All right, Ty. I got a top five for you. But what? Let's top, go ahead and top, top, five, top five. Top five celebrities you think are actually nice people. Actually nice people, dude. That's Chris a hard. Pratt. Chris Pratt. I see. All right, I've Jesse, heard, you're first. I've heard otherwise. No, 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 no. Go okay, ahead. Go okay. ahead. Um, I definitely think Chris Pratt's probably nice from the mm-hmm. things I've seen. Um, I know this is weird. He talks a lot of crap on Twitter, but I've seen him do like some nice stuff. Do you know who Kevin Sorbo is from the 1990s Hercules series? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That guy seems like genuinely nice. This one, okay, this is number one, but I'm just doing it out of order. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is number one, I think. I've never heard a bad thing about no, that. Man. Not even like a whisper. In the uh, way he takes pictures, dude. Like you see it yeah, where he doesn't actually yeah. touch a person, he just. I mean, Yes, yeah. dude. Dude's smart. He's not nice on Cyberpunk 2077, um, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, he, he plays some dicks, but yeah, I, I'd say he's probably pretty nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like maybe. Uh, most people are dicks. Yeah. There's there's three good ones. If I think of two more, I, I might come back into it. But all right, Ty. Ones. Adam Sandler for one. Like it's been documented. Like dude is is for the people. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews. Okay. Again, and those two are related oh, yeah. with Adam Sandler's niceness. Oh yeah. I thought you said they're related. I'm like, hmm, I don't see a resemblance. Um, you got to throw Keanu Reeves in there, and uh, I don't know. This is this is a tough one because it's hard to like because you would have thought like um, Kevin James would have been a nice dude. Yeah, but he seemed here. I don't know. I've actually heard a couple of things. Yeah, I've yeah, heard a lot know. of bad stuff about Shaquille him. Shaquille O'Neal. Was gonna be my next one. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal is such a dick, dude. But he but he's got, funny. But he go, he goes to like uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen a bunch of videos him going to like Kmart and like just buying kids a bunch of shit. And like I know too, he made all his kids get a degree. I I wouldn't say nice. But I think that was the con- or the nomenclature. He's a used. good person. Yeah, he's but he's good, probably a dick. Pro- okay, yeah, yeah, okay. They, now now this is actually interesting that you said Shaq because he has done a lot for like kids. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people make their shoes, like the LeBrons, the Jordans, like they're all fucking two, three hundred dollar pairs of shoes, right? <coughs> when Shaq, Shaq had a deal with, it was Nike or Adidas, one of the two, 
And he ended up saying, fuck you, I don't want to do that. I'm going to make my own shoe. And when he made his own shoe, he said, it's never going to be above X amount of dollars. I think so it was like $100 any, or something. So no, you know, they're like 80 or something. No, they're like less. 20 $30. They're oh, pay less shit, nice. shoes. Oh, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. any kid can wear his shoes. Yeah. That was the point. That's cool. That's good honor. Yeah. Dude, I, you know, I'm just being whatever. I'm not complaining about being poor, you know. And you guys know more context in my situation. But it's like, man, having like, being able to afford like a pair of shoes sometimes can be like a hassle. But like Walmart and stuff, got like some decent running shoes. I've got this pair of shoes that I literally just throw in the back of my truck after I'm done running. And they get rained on and everything and just dry it out. They don't stink. They're not falling apart. And I've probably had them for like three years. Damn. When it comes to actual running shoes, I don't care what the price point is, as long as they're good. Like, yeah. they ain't got to be name brand. Yeah. They can look uh, like brown fucking boxes on my shoes, as long as they're good. Whatever. Yeah. Workout shoes. I mean, your running, running shoes are slippers, because all you're doing is running to the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Touche. You know, once upon a time, I did know how to run. Oh, no, no, no. I believe you still do. You no, know, like dude, emergencies to the bathroom. <laughs> snakes. Hungry. <laughs> snakes. Now, <clears throat> running to the bathroom is a different beast entirely. Yeah. Because then you need wide shoes because you're running cl- like tight cheap. Prairie dog. In the <clears throat> yeah. You know, so oh, no, no, it's no, more no. like a penguin run. Like you're wide. As I said yesterday or last week to people who are listening to this on Spotify, I was on a dead sprint to avoid shitting my pants. So. It's like survival. Yeah, yeah, like, and I was like, no, like, and like, because I work where I work, I have developed the ability to like clench my ass no matter what I'm doing because I don't want somebody to stick their finger up there. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely don't want that. Yeah, it's not what I, it's not what I want. So like, I have like a fucking, fe- you know, a uh, fucking Venus flytrap, like back here. But like, doesn't that mean it like lures things in though? If you ask if the guys I work with, it does. does. Yeah, I was, it's the hair man. <laughs> Dude, they don't see it. They don't see it. Did you see it? You're like funny? Jason Bromoa. Like. <laughs> Jason Bromoa. Yeah. All right. Like, what up, dude? Now, who do you? What? Which ones do you think are nice? Yeah. Uh, uh, like one of mine straight up is gonna be fucking Adam Sandler. Like I've never heard anything bad about him or whatever. Yeah. Weird Al's my second one. Okay. Because he has the squeakiest clean record you ever. Like everyone know, yeah. Like there's only ever one person that he like reported him being like mean, like being mean to, but that person was like being openly disrespectful in an interview. Well, yeah. What else are you supposed to? Exactly do? right. Like, and Weird Al himself escorted him out. Like, no, come on, come on. He's getting out now. You're leaving, and then slammed the door behind him. I can get down with the Weird Al. Yeah, Weird yeah. Al is one of the nicest people. Uh, the kid who played Malfoy. In I the, about, yeah. yeah, he is like supposedly one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Ironically, yeah. And they were talking in an interview one time about how like everyone thinks he's a giant piece of shit because of like he did such a good job acting as a piece of shit. And his roles since then have been pretty like you know malicious and mean people, yeah. mean spirited people. Well, that's like. His- um, portfolio. Yes, you know, like that. That's exactly what it is. So everyone thinks he's a mean person. They're like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" And they're like, "You're not supposed to be like this. You're <laughs> supposed to be a dick." And he's like, "I'll buy you a coffee." <laughs> like he's a he's a really nice guy. It's just like uh, the actress who played Cersei in Game of Thrones. Like she was talking about how there would literally be people out like calling her a whore and a bitch. After yeah, the kid, that role. the kid who played Joffrey, like. He oh, had people. Yeah. He had people mailing him like death, death threats. threats and shit. 
And seriously, that's crazy, dude. It's I can't super believe fucked people up. out there like have access to the mail. <laughs> I don't even know how to write a goddamn yeah, letter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Lena Hetty is a goddamn. She's epic, dude. She's a fucking legend. I was gonna say Henry Cavill. That was my last one. Oh yeah, no, he is. He's a super nice guy. He. Uh, I just read something last night actually about him. Uh, like he didn't want to do sex scenes. Yeah. In The Witcher because he thought it made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like. It wasn't anything about it or whatever, and then, like, she gave her full consent, and he was like, no, it's okay, like, I know they're signing your paychecks, but we don't have to do it. And she's like, are you uncomfortable with it? No, I'll do it, but, like, I'm more concerned about you. Like, he was, like, overemphasizing that fact. I think it's good to do that just because then later you can't get, like, those allegations, Mm -hmm. and I think he's a smart dude. You know, oh, without yeah. it being like transparently, I don't think it's just for that reason, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's just like the whole Keanu Reeves thing. Yeah. You know, he's. I feel like he's taking that road, and that's probably the best way to do it. And I don't know because I haven't heard anything about this, but I think Jennifer Lawrence. She's probably a hoot, though, for real. So it's I bet. She's fucking funny in every interview I've ever seen her in. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah, they leaked a bunch of uh, pictures of Jennifer Lawrence too later. Yeah. Open yeah. up incognito. <laughs> Quick shout out to Mike Gray. He is a uh, podcast host and radio host. He's in the live. How you doing today, buddy? He said, what's up to everybody? Um, what's up, Mike? So, for the real reason we're here today, we're not here to talk about niceness, Shorty. Oh, God. We're here to talk about punching a motherfucker in the face. Seven. Loosening up his neck. Having him to have to have some shoulders. Shoulder but you know what? Thinking of nice, Jesse doesn't go in there with maliciousness in his heart. Yeah. He's going in there like, hey, man, let's have a good fight. High five it. I don't see and that. And then he instant pissed fucking slamming fists. Yeah. Instant that, pissed that, slamming fists. That's kind of, that is kind of how it goes, I would say. I try to be chill up until I actually go in and compete. Yeah. Right. Like, would you be like, I mean, I see videos of these guys like doing like stupid shit like rock, paper, scissors and like. Like, uh, I saw one video where these guys like interlocked arms yeah, and fucking. Yeah, eat the candy bar. Or take yeah, drink, whatever, yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like that would be you. Yeah. Now, Jesse's going up up to the way in, in face-off photos with his Akatsuki rope, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, no I've had, like, a couple opponents I've, like, taken extra pictures with, you know, of us shaking hands or, like, you know, that. I also, like, have offered to pray with my opponents and stuff before. But, uh, yeah, I don't ever try to act like a dick. And if they're acting like a dick, I just stare at their chest. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, play the game. Stare at their forehead. Like, well, the re- I just do that because, like, when I'm fighting, I stare at their chest anyway. Yeah, so center mass. Like, yeah, and it's just kind of like, so, you know, if they're going to be a bitch, I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm if you, if you, this is, this is like a psychological, like, science proven shit. Like, if you stare at somebody's forehead while you're speaking to them or they're speaking to you, it makes them feel smaller. Don't do it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't look at my forehead. That makes sense, though. Uh, but yeah, but. Typically, though, if they are acting like a bitch, like, right before the fight starts, I go like this, like the Jack Nicholson, and uh, smile, bite down the mouthpiece. I fucking, I have a, like, I call it a bad habit because people, like, fucking get weird about it, but, like, looking in, looking deeply into somebody's eyes, and not, like, intimate deep, intimately deep, but just, like, intently. Yes. That's the word I want to use. Intently deep. Yeah. People are like, would you stop? Fucking What? They get all well, fucking weird about it. I don't know. I, I just think it's one of those things, like, in some cultures, it's, like, deemed as, like, a challenge to somebody, but I don't know. I think in, like, because I went to school for management, and it's not, like, in a class where they say it, but it's one of those things, especially in, like, sales, 
you're trying to be sincere and give somebody a good product when you're giving the pitch if you're like just looking around and fiddling your thumbs but when it comes to the fight it's like you know I already trained super hard for it and if I gotta use that those kind of fucking tactics to win then I should have trained harder you know I agree that sometimes it works like for example prime prime example of it working was Conor McGregor versus versus Jose Aldo because if they fought again and I don't care I would, I would even I don't have any money but I would bet <laughs> money on it if I did is that Jose Aldo would beat the living shit out of him even now and it's like he set him up got him just rushing angry studied film on him you can even see backstage McGregor was planning that like the whole time exactly land that left hand but yeah I just I don't find it useful well the real reason we're here is is last time you was here you announced the fight you were gonna have like June 17th or something June 10th yeah June 10th um that's not happening but something else is happening yeah I was supposed to fight um mm-hmm. Zion Tomlinson in Lexington at Central Bank Arena he's a uh, bare knuckle fighter but he ended up getting hurt yeah uh and wasn't able to do it so that fell through and like kind of upset me you know I was really looking forward to taking this fight and I've been training really hard well I got a really big opportunity and you know it's a lot bigger of an opportunity honestly than I intended on taking right now but I'll be fighting on UFC Fight Pass June 16th in Atlantic City New Jersey you know I grew up in like oh hell yeah dude yeah I know exactly where that's at yeah I'll be at the Hard Rock Casino when is this uh June 16th oh fuck we're busy that weekend son of a bitch yeah I've never been I've never flown this will be the third time I've seen the ocean in my life, you know. And it's Flying just, is like being on a bus, but louder. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm really not too worried about it. It's one of those things that, like... There's I, no wheels. You can't... Well, I mean, there's wheels on the plane. You can sing wheels on the plane. Yeah. Go up and Wings down. Wings on the down. plane, go up and down. Or that would be terrifying if it did so. In and out. In yeah. and out. <laughs> but, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Said it's like being on a bus, motherfucker. But, uh, it is. Being I on mean, a bus like, without seeing the wheels on the bus? Yeah. What kind of fucking monster are you? I feel like I've done that on. Or you'd be like cruising on down Main Street. I'm relaxed and feeling good. Hey, next thing that you know, you see an octopus in the neighborhood. You don't know that song? Magic School Bus? Another one rides the bus. Come on. You guys guys never watch Magic School Bus? Watch watch Captain Planet. What's that? Isn't that like Magic School Bus kids (laughs) growing up? Yeah, I've never heard of that. You don't know Captain Planet? You don't I, know who Captain Planet is? I know I've seen like memes or Family Guy or like. You're fucking with me. I'm, I'm really not that I've never seen. That's fucked. Like I would tell wild. you, I'm not even busting balls. I really never seen. The that. kids from Magic Schoolhouse grew up to be the teenagers on Captain school Planet. School bus buddy. School bus, not schoolhouse. <laughs> schoolhouse, school bus. See, schoolhouse see. rocks another show. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, uh, I've never <laughs> seen Captain Planet, dude. <gasps> That's bananas to me, dude. Benaclins. Benaclins. That's have to, like Benaclins. watch an episode later tonight when I'm done training. It's Terrible card It's not good. It's not. Good. It's not. But, no, I'm That's super a good stoked. message. And uh, I took a fight against basically like the number one light heavyweight out of like Bellator of the UFC. Uh, his name's Luke Fernandez. He's number one in his state, or maybe even in the region, ranked wise. Uh, dude's a co- stud college wrestler, undefeated as an amateur, undefeated as a pro. And we're gonna change that. Yeah. And not fucking with you, like I was telling, uh, I was telling my girlfriend about this last night. Actually, like you going fucking like actually into an MMA yeah. fight, and uh, like I thought the one on, like I didn't know the one in Lexington got canceled. Yeah. So like I was, at, I was telling her I was really excited to go see you fight. Like I was really, I was like, you were gonna go? Fuck yeah! I was gonna see if you wanted to go with me. Yeah, dude, I was one hundred percent down about it because like 
it's not, and she made the comment, like, it's not my forte. Like, right. fighting and shit has never been my thing. But I would 100% gladly go to support a friend that, of mine. That means a lot. Because um, it's, it's not easy. Because, like, I don't know what the fuck I do. Like, I don't know shit about the points. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah hit him! Uh, yeah. Well, and that's what's cool about it is kind of like, it's just a primal thing. You know? Yeah. Like, you can enjoy it regardless. And I, I, I said the same exact thing. I was like, dude, I'm here for fighting. Now, it sucks that we're busy that weekend, dude, because I'm yeah. like, one... I like going to New Jersey because that's where a lot of my family is. Like, a lot of my dad's side of the family that's okay. from New Jersey and shit like that. In Atlantic City, I know exactly where that is. I have an aunt who lives 10 minutes out of there. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've never been to any of that. So it's going to be a huge experience for me. Gotta uh, go to the boardwalk, bro. It's And it's on UFC Fight Pass, so and, I'll be, it's the number one streaming fighting app in the world. And that, that's, that leads to my question we were talking about before. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about this question real quick, and then we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back and analyze the fight. We're okay. going to make our predictions and shit. Okay. But my question is, is it's on UFC Fight Pass. Is this a UFC promotion? Is it like UFC Umbrella? Is it a Yeah, so basically, so think about it like this. There are promotions, like regional promotions, right? So is this a theater promotion? Yes. Okay. So I'm working with UFC reps. I'm working with people that are UFC employees, and they're the ones who arrange and take care of, like, uh, for example, uh, my coach has been having to communicate with like one of their reps on some stuff like to get my blood work physical because uh, I have to get an EKG CAT scan MRI which is way more than I usually have to do for my other pro fights because this will be I have between kickboxing and MMA I have 15 amateur fights 16 amateur fights and then this will be my third pro fight um, so after you win this fight do you have to how long do these medicals stay good for is I'm gonna have to do it every time but they're paying for it that's why I was saying it's like uh, they we have to communicate with them to get payment and then two they're supposed to be doing some kind of like uh, I don't know visiting gyms with like media teams and other stuff so basically they're trying to like are you getting the UFC meal, meal plan through this or no I don't have anything like that yet no. uh, they they did sign me to a couple fights at this promotion um, and they're paying me very well compared to what I've made before like literally even if something happens and I lose, I made just off this fight more money than the other pro fights I have doubled. Damn. So nice. like, you know. So when awesome. you win, it's going to be even more than that. Yes, I get double that <clears throat> if I win. Oh shit. Yeah. So Fuck. Good, good just don't bit. forget the idiots when you go fucking big. It up. ain't nothing. To be honest, like if I had to pay for the stuff myself, I would make money. Well done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. But it'll definitely be nice to get a little chunk of change. Yeah. Um, no shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you fucking deserve it, bro. You've been fucking busting your balls, fucking dropping fucking weight like crazy. I'm tired. I think when I first came back and saw you guys again, I was probably still about like 240, 250, something like that. And I mean, I'm up every morning. We could talk about it more, but yeah, just I never pushed this hard. And like yesterday, man, I was so tired. My coach was trying to instruct me, and in my head, I'm just screaming. And I literally started tearing out of my face, dude, because. You know, Where else do you tear out of? Oh, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, like, I'm just, I, I started just, like, crying, man, like, right there, and I'm just sucking it in, still doing it anyway, sprawling, hands up, you know, and it's like, you know, it's not like I'm doing one class in the evening and then running, you know, I have to do every class, every, you know, right. all day, every day, and it's, but it's all, it's great, you know, it's good to have, uh, good to have that support. All right. Well, speaking of getting paid, we need to get paid real quick, so we're going to take a pause for the calls. Yes, sir. Word. And we'll come back, and we'll have more on your upcoming fight. Yes, sir. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. And before we get into, like, more of it, I want you to give a quick shout-out to all your sponsors because I know they've been a huge help to you. I actually do appreciate that. Yeah, I want to thank Down Apparel, Cody Downey. I grew up with him in Owenton. Uh, Dude took over my huge sponsorship immediately. I try to offer the smaller packages at first. That way I don't look like, you know, I'm just being greedy or anything. Mm -hmm. But he immediately was like, no, you got something more, you know, we can do. And really took care of me, hooked me up. I don't. I know we're not live now, but like with this sick bag and a bunch of other stuff, like this leather bag, uh, that's Down Apparel on Instagram. And then uh, thank you to JC Truck Sales. They came in, uh, kind of seen me from afar for a while. Uh, God, I don't want to forget him. Oh, I want to thank Jim Dalton, uh, Jim, uh, Ashcraft Realty out in Ellington. Really appreciate you, bro. Grew up with that guy. So much support. Uh, Hamilton Home Repair. Got to thank Frame of Photography. If I forget someone, I love you so much, and, and please don't break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, th- those are my people, and uh, there's there's a lot more. To be honest, I you know shout I want to give a shout out to J C Cantrell. I know he probably nec- he's a very private dude, but here and there, you know, he he helps me out by like buying like I edited a video for him recently, you know, and uh, gonna work on one for his son, and just you know, it's hooked me up with cash. There was one time a couple years ago I didn't have any food in the house. And I didn't go out asking, dude just randomly hit me up and it was God, but you know, came and got me food, so shout out to him too for helping me get through it. And, and your team, man, uh, give them a shout out, because they, apparently they've been busting their ass for you too, yeah, right? Yeah, man, uh, Daniel Kilburn, Tyler Hampton, Jeff uh, Johnson, my boxing coach, kickboxing coach, had surgery, so he's kind of been out the last couple weeks, but yeah, these guys are spending every second of every day with me. Tyler literally gets there in the morning, he's like, alright, bud, come on, we need to be on the mats this time. Uh, you know, yesterday took me out, we ran, and uh, it was a little under two miles, but the pace was like, you know, we did some sprints during it and all this other stuff, and it was like, as soon as I got up, and, uh, you know, Daniel's taking care of so much, like, on the outside, as far as setting everything up, getting my flights taken care of, and he's the one who found this fight, you know, and got this opportunity for me to begin with. And, and give them the name of the, gi- uh, name of the gym, name of the team? Yeah, we're Barnyard MMA. We're in uh, Crittenden, so if anybody's listening who's in the area. Oh, in Crittenden? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was further out. Nope. Man, we're, Crittenden's we're close. Crittenden, yeah. We're right off 75, like literally just get right off 75 southbound, take a right, and we're right there. Uh, we offer classes for everyone, too, if you have kids. Another thing, I used to weigh 380 pounds, and I've been with uh, Coach Jeff Johnson for years, and he's moved around a couple different gyms and coached, and I've always followed him wherever he went, and, um, you know, he's helped me lose a ton of weight, so if that's what you're looking to do, perfect. But, yeah, come check us out. I'm I'm, I'm going to make a stop down there. I'm going I'm to hit up Daniel. I'll, I'll come in and watch, Dude, watch the train. You should. Like, it's actually, like, fun. Like, two, the way we have the gym set up, it's like a hang. So we got, like, the cage in the front. We've got seats along the side, and then in the back we've got the big casting couches. You know what I'm talking about? The casting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we got a bunch of them sitting, you know, and the locker room set up nice. Like it, it's really, it's like homey. You know, like you can go there, and even when you're done with your work on the mats, 
you can go sit down. We've got TVs everywhere. Watch footage on your opponent. Take notes. Um, and it's just we got a boxing ring too. Like it, dude. It's sick. It, it's crazy. We're just like some small town people who, uh, or there's some small town people who have completely changed. Like. You know, the area with what they're doing, and I'm just thankful to be you know one small part of it. All right. Well, speaking of footage on your opponent, let's let's hear a little bit about your opponent. What's yeah. So he is um, he's a college wrestler, uh, and this fight I run on this morning. He's a college wrestler. Uh, I'm certainly going to have the advantage on the feet, and I, I can say that with full confidence. You know, I'm not verbosious. Uh, as soon as I hit him, he's not going to he, want. Any he's a one trick pony on his feet. Yeah, he just he wants to throw he, an overhand right. He wants he wants to fall with the left yeah. and then follow it right right up with the right. And uh, why he's doing that, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I won't say what I'll do, just in case the off chance that you know he's up in New Jersey because he's a hometown boy. We're going in his hometown area too. But anyway, yeah, I I just definitely feel like I have the advantage with the striking and the clinch. Uh, but he's a college wrestler. I noticed most of his takedowns are like lateral drops, and some of my wrestling advisors and. Uh, Coaches have studied some of his film, and he's going to be trying to use like Greco throws. So, got to keep an eye out for those. Even if I end up on my back in the first round, you know, I'm I'm not no bitch. The whole time I'm on my back, I'm advancing position, slinging fucking hammer fists from whatever I have to do to make this brutal. If he's going to hold me down, he's not going to enjoy it. I swear, it's going to be one of those things like you know how Volkanovski lost recently to Islam. I didn't see it, man. I, I've he been able to follow a lot. He basically just won by takedowns and, and top pressure and control. But and he got but he got beat up he got the whole tuned, time. tuned, son. He got tuned. But, you know, that's the name of the game. So if he does, good on me. And I'm not going to be a sour puss about it or be, you know, baby. Dude beats me. Congratulations. I'm going to move on to the next fight, win or lose. You know? Right. But he's definitely coming in with the wrestling pedigree. Uh, you know, I, I train a lot, though. He better be able to keep the pace the whole time. We have five-minute rounds. He's, this is his second professional fight. Um, but the, his professional debut was against the guy who I lost. My last loss four years ago against Derek Overstreet. This guy took Derek down and beat him up. So this is a chance for me to get redemption. You All know? right. So so if he let, let's just compare compare the two fights. If he took him down and beat him up, how did... What happened in your fight with Derek Overstreet? So in the fight with Derek Overstreet, and nothing I say is an excuse... So, fight, we came out, threw a right hand, you know, pretty pretty nice hand, uh, nice handy, <laughs> beat him off in the cage, no, I'm just kidding, but anyway, uh, threw a right hand, had him against the cage, we were throwing like some knees, and I got knee to my nuts, and uh, Ooh. I even said something to him, and he stopped for a second, and he's like, you good, this is all credit to Derek Overstreet, like, he was actually a sportsman, we're sitting here talking, and I didn't realize the ref is screaming at us, and I don't know if he thought I was hurt or what, and he's like, where are you good, and I looked over at the ref, and I was like, well, I don't think he's going to like give me a break or anything actually it was several knees to the nuts you can go back and watch it was like five or six and uh, anyway he like tees off and starts throwing some body shots to me and again I guess the ref is screaming defend yourself and this is a title fight by the way a light heavyweight title fight I'm not getting hit in the face he's punching me in the body and I'm moving I'm standing up mm. and anyway I grab him and I have a guillotine locked in and the ref stops the fight and calls it a TKO and it was funny because I think it was like four years ago 2018 or something 2019 I don't know but it was on like the top 20 controversial decisions of what is a TKO that means like a stoppage like uh, they're not out but they can't defend themselves yeah yeah. so, so they called TKO on you yes I lost the fight okay. via TKO yeah. gotcha 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 and then this guy beat that dude via TKO so it's very interesting to get that like 
how, chance to do it again. Here's the thing, and he he your opponent, he's probably feeding off of that right there. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if he thinks about it. I think he's just like his trainers. For yeah. his trainers to be any good, they have to have yeah. at least mentioned it to him. Yes. All right. So that's probably the, they are. They probably look at my amateur record. And they're like, "Well, you look, you beat Overstreet. You're gonna beat him." I think they definitely think that. They're they think he's gonna smoke me. But what? But what they might not know, looking from the outside looking in, the people that are in your circle have seen you've grown so much yes. in the last four years. When did you lose that fight? Four years ago. Oh yeah, dude. You're not the same. That's what I mean. Like, you have, you know, fucking anybody, regardless of what they're doing, if you continue working on it, you're going to evolve so fucking much it's retarded. Well, that was also my first fight at 205. Right. The way you've evolved has been absolutely amazing. Thank you. Because, I mean, I could look at your stuff in the beginning and be like, yeah, he's timid here, you know, like, this isn't very crisp. And to watch you now, it's it's apples and oranges. No, I'm I'm in it. Uh, Bite down on my mouthpiece and I throw until the bell stops. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll never give up. Like I said, I'm prepared to die. Like, and you know, I don't want that or anything. But when I go in there, I have it, people all the time go, "Don't be scared. Don't be this. Don't be that." But, and I love that. I'm glad they believe in me. But the thing is, if I'm not scared, I'm not gonna work hard because that's I'm not gonna get up early if I think I'm gonna beat this dude's ass off the couch. Right. I'm not gonna do that road work. You know, if I think, oh, this cardio shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do those things if I'm confident. And, you know, when I say those, it doesn't... People don't have to worry about me freezing up. I don't want to get my ass beat. Right. So I don't plan on freezing up. I plan on being smart. I plan on using my striking. You know, I plan on using my takedown defense that I'm working very fucking hard on. And show... And literally... And I know we kind of talked about it off air. Showing that the training that I'm getting from Barnyard and the guys there, girls there, is literally world class. And, you know, it makes me so proud to be just one small part of the competition team, you know, and it's great to feel like, you know, I'm bringing more publicity to the gym. I'm, yeah. I'm showing that the validity of what they're doing because, you know, shout out to Daniel who founded the gym. You know, he, he, we were training together at Triple Crown uh, for a while, you know, and he lived out in Falmouth or Alexandria. I'm not sure where he started the gym at first. But long story short, you know, I was always training at Triple Crown. Well, I moved to Knoxville, and when I came back, they opened the spot up in Crittenden. And it was like, since I had been involved, Tyler and uh, Daniel had combined forces along with Jeff and Joshua and um, created, you know, Barnyard as we know it now. And it's got, you know, all the jiu-jitsu, all the striking. It has everything it needs to be like a world-class gym. And I'm not just saying this, like, to fluff them up. There's where I'm there all the time with him. I sleep on Daniel's couch in Tyler's spare bedroom, you know, or, or whatever, wherever. And uh, sometimes people's floors, like, it don't, the, the grind does not stop, and that's what's awesome about it. But, you know, on the other side, I have my bad days, and, like, I was showing you guys my supplements when I came in. You know, the last couple of weeks, I felt like dog piss, and I worried about it because I have financial issues with this. I don't have to worry about anything with them. Like, the community comes together. Even another guy who's not a coach there, Stephen uh, Markham, is fucking awesome. And, you know, I came in. I went to go get a coffee this morning from the gas station, and this was sitting on the table because he came and brought it to me. He knew I was cramping, having trouble with recovery. Dude went out and paid his hard-earned money for this. And, like, same with Tyler in the supplements. It's like I'm surrounded by so much positivity. Even you guys. You know, it's like us, me getting to do this and, you know, talk about the fight and, publicize, you know, what I'm trying to do. I, it's not even for me. It's like, we, we're in a great area. This area is awesome. And people always want to act like, 
Kentucky is a bunch of country bumpkins, but we have a lot to offer, and there's a lot of cool fucking shit. I know more hillbillies in other states than I do in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, I'm not talking crap about anyone in Tennessee, but the culture there is just so different. Like, I want to say it like this, I think is a good way to articulate it. You ever been to a church where it was like, you knew everyone there was like judging you? Yeah. And like, I've, been kicked, I've been kicked out of churches. Okay, so yes. Yeah. Well, it was like, uh, you know, I, I'll sum it up quick. One time, there was this church I'd gone to for months, and I'd always wore long sleeve shirts. They didn't mm-hmm. have, like, a bunch of tattoos. Sure. Well, one day I, like, got off work, and, like, I intentionally, like, asked to get off early so I could make it to church. Like, screwed up my whole day. Not screwed up. Changed my whole day just so I could go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I showed up and I did have a long sleeve shirt. I was wearing a t-shirt and like some shorts because I had changed real quick. Yeah. So I didn't have to wear my dirty uniform. And I went in and like each day they would say, stand up and introduce yourself to someone around you. Yeah, I never yeah, had yeah. issues with that. And I always smile, blah, blah, blah. One day when my tattoos were out and I'm just wearing a shirt and shorts, I went to shake hands with everyone around me and they turned their back to me. Literally, oh, yeah. Like, literally. And there's that's not ever happened to me anywhere else but this mm-hmm. church. But was, I literally went, and I know, I mean, I know they heard me. I sat down and listened to the message, because Pride Slayer is about slaying my own pride, so I knew it was a moment I needed to sit and eat my fucking vegetables, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. But I literally was like, oh, that's really fucked up. Like, I literally said it that loud, like, around these people. I know they heard me, but they ain't going to kick me out of there. So I just sat down and, you know, just listened to the sermon. Yeah. But it was one of those things, like, that was, that's kind of, like, how I feel about, like, kind of... It's, it's funny, man. Like, I had, I had this conversation recently with... Um, my sister and people like you know similar thing like growing up i was the goth kid yeah you know what I mean? like i wore the baggy black pants chains pants. fucking i had spiked <laughs> braid like i had spiked gauntlets spiked armored rings all the whole fucking ready for thing. a new metal mosh pit at yeah time. exactly right dude fucking corn come on i'm in there you i listen know? to freak on a leash at least three times <laughs> <laughs> i literally do that's not a joke but, like, dude, I grew up in the church. Like, I mean, yeah. I would, my grandmother and my grandfather were both pastors on one side of my family. The other side of my family, my grandmother helped start a church. Okay. So, I mean, like, that's the, that's the world I was raised in. Yeah. And growing up dressed the way I was, like, I was ostracized from the church that watched me grow. But it almost motivates that. Like, Well, that's what I did. My whole point was not to be discouraged. And purely go out there like, you know, I'm being raised in, and like, this is not a Christian podcast. And then it's like, you know, pod bless be proud of us right now. (laughs) But like, I went out there with the idea that, you know what, like, if Jesus was willing to sit down at a table with Judas, knowing what he was going to do, you people should be willing to sit down with me. You said it better than any pastor I've ever heard. And dude, like, I would go out, like, I'll never forget, uh, I watched these ladies these two old ladies set up like setting up tables for a lunch or dinner or whatever I got up didn't say a fucking word to them and just started setting up tables and aligning them where I thought they would want them yeah and I didn't say a word these ladies didn't say a word to me but like I'm decked in the night dude I got my chains I got my spikes whatever doesn't it I feel just, extra good to do that though because well I mean, no I mean it was just it's who I am you yeah, know? yeah my parents my parents raised me to be the servant that Jesus was. And I, well, I just vibe off that because a lot of people are unwilling to be servants yeah. in their life. And I think that's, yeah. a lot, that's like most of what my name even means. Exactly right. It's, exactly right. If I can't, dude, if I can't let my ego like stop me from getting opportunity, you know, just mm-hmm. like this opportunity I got coming up, you know, it's like, 
my ego said, oh, fuck, you need to take a warm-up fight because you're undefeated as a pro. Fuck that, dude. My right. ego is not making me miss out on an opportunity. But it goes to just like that. A normal person's ego would have been like, oh, these bitches, they, they don't like me because of how I dress and what I like. Well, I mean, and like... you were a servant. And I mean, I expressed, you know, discomfort and distaste yeah. to it. Like, you know, like, why are these people, like, that watched me grow up, ladies, you know, people in my church that babysat me when I was five and six, like a good little kid, yeah. all of a sudden ostracizing me now that I'm dressed differently or do, you know, whatever. Like, dude, it really hit me in my fucking heart. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, was this about seventh grade when this started? Because that was what it was for me. About uh, I mean, grade. I don't know when I started. Like, I mean, I don't know when eventually I eliminated all color from my clothing. Yeah. But, like, whenever it did happen, and, like, I know the spikes showed up probably 13 years old. I started growing the spikes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, seriously. Like, like that's, Hellboy. Yeah. When I started wearing my spikes and stuff, I was 13 years old or whatever, and that's when it really started to happen. But, like, I was always super, like, when the church would be like, hey, you need to get up and shake people's hands, dude, I was always hyped on it. What's up, yo? Yeah. Like, dude, I was there to I was there to have it, dude. Like, I, I made a competition. I wanted to get the handshakes. Yeah. Me and a buddy of mine would go to church conferences, like, like hundreds and thousands of people, like, getting together for whatever reason. And... Me and my buddy would have a competition to see who could get the most hugs. I was gonna ask you: ever have a competition to see who can carry the most chairs? Oh, one hundred percent. Like that's that's how you become a Mac Daddy yeah, in the youth group, yeah. bro. Like, bro, I can carry a whole stack of these chairs. Oh, Jedediah. I wasn't in church as much as you guys. Oh, I actually I'm wasn't saying, either. But... This is all stuff I've learned since then. Like growing up, I might have went to church like two or three times. Yeah. Dude, I was in church like in the prime of it. I mean, I went to church until I was twenty-two years old on a regular. And I was going two to three times a week. And not just to one church. There was another church I would go to on Saturdays. I would go Wednesdays and Sundays to one church. And on Saturdays, I would go to another one. And it was just fucking like, I had a blast, dude. It was, you know, it was the whole message of the church or whatever. And that's what I wanted to develop in my own home. I completely agree. When people come here, I want them to feel like they're a family. I want them to feel welcome and everything like that. And even though I won't preach to you, you will feel cared about, you will feel heard, yes. and you will feel, like, comfortable. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've always wanted. That's what I, like, that is the one thing from church that I will take away. And I feel like that is what keeps, or makes me think that some people are NPCs because they just can't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, your interactions with people have, like, meaningful effect, even if it's just hello, goodbye. Yeah. You know, like, if you're going to go to a restaurant and be a fucking Karen over something that's completely out of your <laughs> control, you're not impressing anyone or making anyone, like, think better. And see, that's the cool thing, dude, is, like, you you have developed that. Your your people have yes, developed that yes. at your gym as yes. well. You know what I'm saying? Definitely like, foster that culture. Exactly right. And, like, that's a good thing to do in any place of business. Well, you know, too, those people, if we're looking at it from a strictly business perspective, when I say money, I don't, I'm not, I don't look at people as money. But you got to think, too, it's like, you know, if you're a business owner or you run, like, a place like Barnyard as well, you got to really, like, take an extra step to make sure that you have good, like, sales skills. And I don't mm-hmm. even mean that, like, as a pitch, but it's like, you need to be friendly. We were talking about eye contact earlier. Mm-hmm. But also, like, making people feel included. You know, we have people that are members of the trans community that train with us, and they feel great, you know? And it's yeah. like, we all get along. You know, there's this meme where it's like, 
jiu-jitsu is the only place where like the cop the convict the stoner the goth you know whatever I said goth I threw you in there because of goth mm-hmm. but like can be on the mat together and like share ideas and knowledge sure. then you get on Twitter and it's just like World War 3 Twitter is a cesspool it's yeah. great I've, I've, I've been enjoying it too. Yeah. I fucking hate Twitter well I hate to cut this short man because I always love when you're here yeah I enjoy being here but we got a schedule to keep so uh, let, let's wrap this up um Give us your final thoughts on this fight coming up. Give us the date again, the place. Yeah, I'm going to be fighting uh, June 16th. It'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, that might be on ESPN+. Plus. I'll have to ask Daniel. Um, it's going to be in Atlantic City. I'm fighting Luke Fernandez, the number one in New Jersey. Shout out um, to Luke Fernandez, yeah, shout man. out to Luke. Thank and, you for taking the fight. And his TikTok. Apparently <laughs> his TikTok. Pretty good TikTok. I just got, I'm being silly. I have RuneScape shit he probably <laughs> makes fun of. So <laughs> i tell you what. <laughs> one, good, one of the good things about you taking this fight, and, and you were talking about you can't just sit on the couch, and, is this dude is in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he's in great shape. This dude is a physical specimen. Yeah, he's in phenomenal shape. I'm so, a board again. Huh? I'm a board again. You're a board again? Hold on. We're going to pour one out for the homies. That does sound good. It does. That's pleasing. I can't take any (laughs) more. So, yeah, shout out to him. Thank you for taking the fight, man. And who else has to pee? Um, But I'm going to be honest. We're going to see how good a shape he's in. Hell yeah, Um, man. I hate to say it. I I send you some pictures. I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, dude. You fucking jacked. You sent me the tanning bed yeah, picture. Yeah, I'd send him the tanning I, bed I knew why you sent it. Yes. But I was I was admiring the rest of your chiseled I, physique I, I at the time. I do appreciate that, yeah. And then I, I've mm-hmm. still got another 15 pounds to cut. Um, I'm a little bigger than this dude, too, so I've got some reach. Oh, we're not. Anyway. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really can't wait. Motherfucker, you are a fighter. That was deflection if I'd ever seen it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm super stoked to go up there. Hell yeah, man. And I'm well, fucking hyped on you, bro. Like, I'm fucking here for it. Dude. I'm gonna be scared to fly, but there'll be some funny videos. I'm sure that you get to see. Of the oh, dude, flying's, flying's chill, bro. Hell yeah! Well, do you remember the assignment at the end of the shows? Uh, no. I'm gonna say that's all we got for today. You're gonna say so in the meantime. All right, okay. we're ready. Yep. All right, so that's all we got for today. So in the meantime, in the betweens time. Remember, great minds think alike, but idiots rarely disagree. Cue the music. We out. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.